Hello everybody and uh, we are in uh, Parashat Noach, the beginning of Parashat Noach. This is the second parasha of the book of Genesis. Last week we read the first portion of the book of uh, Genesis, Bereshit. Of course, that was the Keter, that was the beginning, that was the seed of everything. And now we're going to read the portion of Noach. So hello to all the people of Vital Transformation. I want to wish you again Shana Tova, the beginning of the year. As we know, today is the beginning of the month of Cheshvan, the beginning of the month of Scorpion. As we know, the beginning of the month of Scorpion, the first day of Scorpion, Aleph Becheshvan, which is going to be Wednesday, is the most powerful day of the year. Why? Because it's carried with the it all the energy from Rosh Hashanah, from Yom Kippur, from Sukkot, Everything has been added into that amazing, awesome day called So the all energy that we revealed spiritually, it's basically been delivered to the first day of the month of Scorpio, the month of Cheshvan. So we might talk about the sign of Scorpio a little bit in the middle, in the end. But first I would like to address the portion of Noah. As we know, I mean, Noah, you said that ch, not Noah, as we say it in English, it's Noah, ch. And the word Noah, it's uh, built from two letters, Nun and Chet. And those two letters represent basically comfort. And um, some of the commentary explained that Noah was looking for comfort because when God commanded that it would be a disaster would come to the world, he basically did whatever God asked him to do, to build an ark and save his family, the animal he was asked to save, um, himself, of course. And he tried to uh, push people away from their negative behavior. You know, people were stealing, people were uh, cloning animals and human, people were uh, wasting their sperm. It was a disaster time for spirituality. You know, today, whatever people call spirituality, they call it this freedom, the freedom to do whatever I want. That's not spirituality. Spirituality has to include the first spirit. The first spirit is the spirit of God. And God is regulation and rules, and you have to play by the rules. And those rules are called the 613 mitzvot. The type of mitzvah you shouldn't be doing and the type of mitzvah you should be doing. And you can read all about it in a book called Shulchan Aruch or a book called Mishnah Bura, Talmudic, Study Mishnah. And if you don't have time to read because it gives you a headache, just ask the rabbi what to do and what not to do. And based on that, you will develop to understand there is a mitzvot, there is a precept, there is a thing that you should be follow or not follow. That's spirituality. That's not religion. But a lot of time I see that people become spiritual without religion or people who are religious without spirituality. You need both. Both. One is called the light and one is called the vessel. If you only have religion, it's going to be dry because it's only the vessel. If you only have spirituality, it'll be like uh, flying a, a kite, you know, in the, in the sky and nothing really going on. It's just going everywhere. So you got to learn to balance between those uh, two things you don't have to. I mean, but development of spirituality has to be include some type of method, either religion or method of rules that you cannot pass, you cannot cross. 
And you cannot cross those rules, not because you feel it's cool and it makes sense, but because God, the Creator, the Divine, commands you so, because what the Divine is, it's almost like seeing everything from a satellite, so you see when it's coming. Almost, if I tell you there is a hurricane it's coming to Florida, and you are not believing in a weather channel or satellite or airplane, you are from old school, you are from 1920, you will disagree with me that I know the future. But because I have those methods and rules that I'm capable of seeing what's coming, I will tell you that's what's coming. The same thing for spirituality, same thing for understanding God. So God is giving you those mitzvot, not to punish you, not to make kind of discomfort or make you uncomfortable. It's the opposite, it's to tell you, hey, listen, there is a certain way to go to those the drops of rain, let's call it, that you're not going to get wet. But that's what you should be doing, and that's what you shouldn't be doing. Go fast here, don't go there at all. Those are the mitzvot. And I hope I'm explaining it in the best way I can. So go back to the story of Noah. Noah is convincing the people to stop doing the bad thing they're doing, but they don't listen. So he built his ark, and he's going on to the water, to the ocean, when there is flooding everywhere, everybody die, everybody die. Beside Noah and his family, the animal is safe. And uh, two brothers, Og and Sichon, okay, Og and Sichon, that later on was killed by Moses. You can read about it in Midrash, that's not our subject today. But to understand what is that mean, looking for comfort. After all, the Torah mentioned that Noah was righteous within his generation. So what does that mean that his name is Comfort? Meaning that Noah didn't try to convince God uh, or Elohim, if you wish to call it by the right name. Elohim is the judgment attribute of God. So Noah was not busy going back to God to say, God, please don't do this decree like Abraham did, like Rabbi Shimon Yochai did, like Moses did. For that reason, he had to be reincarnated Moses. And when God tried to get rid of the people of Israel, the, the Hebrew slave from Egypt, Moses stood up and said, if you want to kill them, you better erase my name from your book. So the word erase my name from your book is Mecheni. And Mecheni is the same way you write Mei Noach, the water of Noach. Because in you, he was the reincarnation of Noach. And in you, he came here to go to discomfort for the sake back in everybody's episode for us this is a i think a great lesson of looking for comfort uh meaning that we are not caring about another human being getting to spirituality that's comfort zone and that's comfort zone unfortunately you pay for it later on so if you want to know how to get out of your comfort zone who did you call today to mention about some lecture that we can see on vital some lecture of rabbi isaac Gloria. Who did you sit together patiently for half an hour to some of the lecture we have invited and tell them, hey, listen, can we do those lectures together? Who did you invite to a lecture to see it live or see it, you know, any lecture? Invite some people, see the lecture together and have a discussion group after that. And I'm willing to help in whatever you can help with that. So Noah was not doing that. So the flood has to happen. So can you imagine how many more decrees there is about to happen, God forbid? I mean, beside the COVID, beside the financial craziness or the real estate or 2008, 2007. All of those things can be prevented once we invite another human being to spirituality. We cannot 
enjoy spirituality. We have to invite people to spirituality. If you only enjoy spirituality, you're bringing misery to the world. If you enjoy spirituality, but you invite another person to enjoy it with you, then you bring peace and harmony to the world. And that's what Noah missed, unfortunately, uh, in his life. That's why he has to come back as Moses. Of course, we're not judging Noah to be bad. We're not even understanding his level, because after all, the Torah called him righteous. So, of course, we are, when we talk about Noah, we talk about being in such a high level. But at the same time, we need to learn a lesson. Um, good. So, we need to understand also that Whatever happened in Noah, it was the last try to continue create this universe in, uh, in a way that God want to give you everything and you're supposed to receive everything. But it didn't work. And that's why we have the universe where we're living in when we have to earn everything. Not just money. Earn love. Earn trust. Earn having good time, good friend. All of those things need to be earned. <clears throat> and the reason they need to be earned because we need to achieve some type of uh, fulfillment to the earning because the creator tried to give it to us in the time of Noah, in the time of, Gen uh, the time of uh, Genesis with, with Adam and Eve. Uh, all of those times was repeating themselves again and again and again. It just not seemed to work, my friend. It doesn't seem to work that way. It's all bread of shame, I guess. And we had to work on ourselves to earn everything that we have. So, the three kids of Noah have unique name, Shem, Ham, and Yefet. Shem mean name, Ham mean heart, and Yefet mean beautiful. The Kabbalists explain that those three names are teaching us about the three styles of worship the Creator. Ham mean heart. You know, your desire has to be heart when you wake up in the morning, heart to receive attention, heart to receive money. So that's what's driving you. We're calling it left column, the receiving energy. Yefet, which is the name called beauty, represents more the beautiful work, the chasadim, the kindness that you do. And Shem, in the name, what we are, I mean, Jewish, right? Well, semi, I mean, people who are against Jewish people, lately I see a lot of the news that people kind of uh, start hating the Jew. And the sad part about it, that the Jew was chosen by God to guide this universe to a better place. So, by hating them, you're actually causing pain to yourself. It's not, it's not going to work. I mean, God set up those rules that the Jew carry the spiritual flame for all the nations. Do you like it or not? I mean, you can hate God for making that choice. It's okay. But you cannot hate the Jew for being chosen. It's a very important lesson for all of us. And uh, unfortunately, there is a lot of anti-Semitic in the world. In, in Los Angeles right now, in, in Miami, in Chicago, in, in New York, in Canada, in London, in France. There is hate. It doesn't matter if the Jew are poor or rich. There is something that go against them. And the point what we need to get the lesson is, more that will continue, it will be bad for the world, not just bad for the Jew. There's no such a thing as bad for the Jew only. Because if the Jew is been chosen to do something that has to do with the seed, with the roots. Those of you who know Kabbalah, Prinadalet, the fourth phase. Without them, it's not going to work, like it or not. This is, this is how the system set. So for that reason, you got to find, if you're not Jewish and you're kind of not into Jewish people and you listen to my lecture, you got to find people 
within your heart, how can I find one good things about, you know, Jewish people, or how can I help them to become better? That's okay too. Like it's written in the Quran, the Muslim, they say, if you meet a Jew, make them better, help them to become better. You know, so that's really what it's all about. So uh, I hope if you listen to me and you're Gentile, whatever you're Muslim or Christian or Catholic or what else, Hindu, you know, find within your heart a way to help another Jew to become more spiritual, uh, especially this year, because this year is Tafshin Pei Gimel, which translates in Tivgosh. Tivgosh means meeting, when good things meeting you. That's what this year is about. It's available, it's so accessible, everything is so beautiful. All what you're going to have is desire for it to happen, and then it will happen to you. So those are the three uh, type of behavior we can do. So Shem, the name, you know what, it's called center form. It's the balance between the two, between the desire, between beauty. We need to be in the center column. For that reason, people are anti-Semitic. They're disturbing the center column that called the balance of the world to happen. In the same time, of course, the same uh, uh, ticket, in the same token, if you want to call it this way. Of course, the, the, the Jewish people have to study to life, to study Kabbalah, life, to study spirituality, to make the world a better place. So the responsibility comes from the leader of spirituality called the Jewish people, but also from the non-Jewish people to help the Jewish people go back to school and study. Because without them, the nourishment of the light coming from the assault from above will not happen, it will be blocked. So you need to send them to school and study instead of hating them. Just tell them, hey, what do you do today? I want to invite you to a lecture. Here's the lecture on Kabbalah. Make sure they study, you know, because that can change the world a lot, you know. And uh, anyway, good. So now I'm reading from Mamaria uh, Sulam, from Rabbi Yehuda Ashlan, about development or, or let's call it spiritual evolution or evolution in general. The reason I'm reading about it because we know that after the flood, everything died. Everything. So what left was whatever is in the ark or on the ark with the two brothers. So now it opened and we're out of the ark of Noah and now beginning the evolution. But the evolution is a little different because if you can see, God is commanding them that they can eat vegetables and be vegan in a way. You can eat fish maybe, but no animal. After they get out of the ark, it's okay to eat animal. Teaching us the that's when the, a lot of the human beings die, reincarnated to animals. And by not eating those animals, those humans will not get a second chance to become human again and reincarnate. So that's one of the reasons. <clears throat> but I would like to read to you from the book of Rabbi Yudha Ashlag, uh, relating to this point of evolution. And Rabbi Ashlag look at the creation from above to below and below to above. To below, it's whatever happened after the Tzimtzum, whatever happened after uh, creation, whatever happened after uh, uh, the beginning, you know, that's really what, what it's about. But from below to above, meaning what you develop on your own, what do you do, what do you accomplish on your own within your spirituality? Because a lot of time, you know, we're busy with, listen, it's come from above, I'm wise, I'm fast. But that's come from above. That's nothing to do with you. That's come from the words of the Tzimtzum. 
and it came all the way from above to below. But we are looking for what's come from below to above. That's a real work. And let's talk about it. All right. So, how do uh, evolution take place? So, Ravash, like said, evolution has to do with what we call mineral, vegetables, animals, good, and human. So, that was Ravash, like, the second level, which is from below to above, what we're supposed to do here, everything formed from an atoms, Ravash, like, used the word atoms, that was separate from each other and unite together to create a planet, planet Earth, Venus, Mars, Mercury. That's all the Ravashlag language. It's a new book that was just uh, uh, published from the writing of Ravashlag. I, I find it amazing because it's a kind of bridge between spirituality and physics. So it's exciting, it's more convincing, it's easier to talk about it to people now. And, but I need to explain to you, where was those atoms came from? That's a good question too, right? Remember, in the beginning, those of you familiar with the concept called Tzimtzum, in the beginning of creation, before Big Bang, it was a perfect universe. That perfect universe could not last because it was not involved for people to get into that laws of evolution to grow. You cannot grow if everything has been given to you because you stay the same. You just become a passive receiver, almost like a vegetable lying in an hospital in a vegetation state. You know, nothing is going on with you. But when you get a chance of a free will, of chaos that you need to solve, of doubts you need to overcome, of fight that you need to stop, then you have the laws of evolution just meet with you. And things start to happen. So where does those atoms came from? After the perfect universe was something called contraction. Contraction means that the original desire created by the divine was hidden. Cannot be used anymore. Because every time you use it, you're going back to the first form, which is everything from above to below. And you receive everything for free. It cannot earn anything. So that aspect has to disappear. That desire that was created has to be gone. And what was given to us is a form of desire that we can slowly develop, but we cannot get what we want, neither what we need. We will get things according to how we work on ourselves. And if we get fulfillment without working on ourselves, then that exact fulfillment will cause me pain and chaos. That's, that's what Rabbi Ashlag is teaching us. So where do those atoms came from? Well, there is a universe that's called Nikudim, without going into details there. It's before Atzilut, it's before the world of formation. It's a universe that was exist and then broke down. There is a called Nikudim for the Nekudah. Nekudah means that. And that, those of you who study Rav Ashlag, know that means an end, E-N-D. So, that universe couldn't last because the desire of the vessels there was like before Tzimtzum. So it's drawing the light like before Tzimtzum. It's not going to happen. 
Because there is law. Nothing before the Tzimtzum, light before the Tzimtzum, fulfillment before. It was the original fulfillment. Cannot be received by individual. Only true, give it everything away. It didn't work that way there in the Kudim. So you had to create the Olama Tikkun, the world of Tikkun called Atsilut, to fix it. And what is the fix? To fix that only receiving I will have is through my giving. That's the Tikkun of Atsilut versus the Tikkun of Nekudim. So what happened to the original form before Atsilut? It fell all the way down here. And those are the atoms that within them there is awareness and consciousness. Every atom has awareness of consciousness, which is a bit negative because it wants to take. It wants to take because that was the original desire. And that created different planet and different idea. Alright? So it's important to say it to you before even I continue. I think for people who are there, scientific mind must be happy. Alright? So whatever we have in nature today, Everything is from that broken of the vessels that happened before the world of emanation. And for that reason, every part, every atoms have lacking something. There is something that's been lacked there. There's no there, there's emptiness. There is, I want more. I want to receive more. That's that's what happened. That's happened from the time of creation. For example, a human eat animal. Vegetables and mineral. An animal eating vegetables and mineral. And vegetables eat only mineral. Okay? And of course, uh, uh, minerals is minerals. So there is levels. And of course, those of you who question sometimes, you see animals that eat uh, human. Uh, it's happening because there is either a decree, meaning a reincarnation issue, or because that human went down many levels that you look like animal and they want to eat them. Uh, animal who eat animal, okay, that's still at the same level, that's that's normal. Uh, vegetables who eat animal, like those flowers that bite fly and all this and that, those vegetables are the bridge between animal and minerals, Ravash like teaching. Or monkeys, the bridge between human and uh, animal. Uh, the, the coral is the bridge between vegetables kingdom and minerals. So everything is a bridge. That's not our subject today because I want to talk about evolution into the portion of Noah. So everything is lacking something and everything gets fulfilled by fulfilled that lack within. Alright. Tell us about like, and among people there is also four levels. The four levels are people. He called them Amon Am. Amon Am is the majority of people. Then there is the next level are rich people. Then the third level is Giborim, brave and strong people. And then you have Chachamim, wise people. Okay? The way we don't talk about the regular people because the regular people is the foundation of everything. It's like the minerals. The foundation of everything. Where you want to put yourself after you are in a foundation, that's your choice. You want to be rich, you want to be strong, or you want to be wise. You choose. It's up to you to choose. What do you want to be? I mean, I'm sure some of you ask, is only one thing uh, I can be? 
Those are the wise ones. <laughs> What's that question? Or if you ask, how much would it cost me to have three of them? That's a rich guy. And if you are asking questions like, what do I need to do? Or what do I need to fight? That's a strong guy. And so you know where you are. Anyway. Our rich person become rich, because that's the first level of the regular people, is by giving people gift, and through that, you get inspired. That's the rich man. So the only way you become rich is you're going to give someone, and that's how you become great. So you depend on people. Remember, our, we talk about that human eat animals, vegetables, and minerals. So if we talk about rich person, it depends on the people, because if they're not going to respect him, he will never become rich. He has to give them a certain pleasure. Uh, let's say uh, a Zara clothes, a Zara jacket. Wow, it's beautiful. But now you're going to give money back to Zara to become rich. And I don't mind you do that. Or any other company, whatever you like. A strong person is becomes strong in the eyes of the majority of people, in the eyes of the rich. Right? Strong person who look up to brave people, Stronger, try to imagine you are in the medieval time. And the rich people pay a lot of money for the strong person to protect them. And the majority of people are afraid of him. So everybody respects the strong person. The rich person is not respected by a strong person because they can kill him. No big deal, right? I mean, but the rich person is giving pleasure enough to the surrounding to control the surrounding. Tell us Ravashlag. I want to make sure you know it's not my knowledge, it's Ravashlag knowledge. What about the wise person? Wise person starts from jealousy in the beginning, being jealous from another wise person, but he's already, the rich person needs his wisdom. The brave person needs his wisdom, and of course the majority of people need his wisdom. So that's why he's in the top of the food chain, and that's why he's above. For that reason, we learn that every person who studies spirituality, okay, need to know that everything will come to them. Majority of people. Rich people and strong people. Just to remember that when you're spiritual. Because when we talk about the portion of Noah, you see that they put some kosher animal in the ark and non-kosher animal there. They put, they put both. So what do we learn from that? We learn that in Noah, you know, he put all those vegetables kingdom, mineral kingdom, animal within under one umbrella and by putting everything under one umbrella is giving you the chance to work on yourself for that reason you cannot work as if spiritually until you create a community without spiritual community cannot really reach to any level and the community has to be regular people strong people rich people and wise people that's a community that's community we are now building a community in new york city and our priest side And that's what it's built from. You got to bring the people together and interact, whatever to study, whatever to knowledge. That's what it's all about. Now, I want to share with you something that I read in the Zohar about, we say the faces change. So I find that in Zohar, Noah, Amud Aleph, Ayn Aleph, Amut Aleph, meaning page 71, uh, page 1. This is an old edition, so you're not going to find the new one. So it's saying, in that Zohar, relate to the animal, 
because we know that Noah was beaten by the lion. A little bit, not so bad. And Noah has to clean all the garbage. You do not waste all the garbage was in the bottom of the ark. If you look at the details of the ark, it was a very rough job. It was a very rough job. And he sent the raven. The raven came back when it was water, but the raven never came back when it was a place to rest his feet. For me, we learn we cannot trust raven. It's a negative bird. But a pigeon or a dove, whatever you want to call it, when you let the pigeon go, the pigeon, the dove, came back with a branch of olive tree showing you even I can rest on the olive tree, I came back to tell you you can get out of the ark. Because everything was water, you cannot see the mountain. So from here we learn that you can trust Dove. From there, can the tradition, you can send a letter uh, or a note with a Dove, with a pigeon. Since the time of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, they used to do that. Anyway, so the Zohar said, He say, your fear, God said to, to uh, the human, your fear and your, your scary will be controlling this universe, meaning the human being was supposed to control the universe just by being, exist. <coughs> they don't need more than that. So I say, you will have a shape of a human being. So for me, we'll learn, say the Zohar, that they didn't have a shape of a human being. So what happened? It's in the beginning, God created them in the shape of human. And because they will start sin and uh, sin, uh, wasting the sperm and stealing, especially those two sin, uh, the shape of, spiritual shape of looking like human, no longer look like human. So every animal want to attack them. Because when a person says this all, is not commit any negative act like hurting people in public or stealing, hurting people, then the shape of the face stay like human and nothing can control them. Nothing can control them. So what happened after the flood? God washed everything. Everything. Away for the sake of restart, reboot everything from scratch. Now, what was the purpose of starting everything from scratch? So going back to Mamarea Sulam, I'm reading from page Shinkaf Aleph, Mamarea Sulam, Chelekimen, three, and it's like that. Why the temple was destroyed? It says, people couldn't respect one another. And until we're not going to have un unification for the Israelites, with one heart, one human, then it will be stuck. And it says like that. If, if the Israelites, I'm still from Ravashlag, doing one mitzvah, immediately they will be redeemed with no pain. 
Because when you are loving one another, that's the mitzvah, loving the neighbor like yourself, and how do you practice? First is your wife or husband if you marry. That's the first. I know I'm uh, like my friend, my student know. I can be a detail-oriented guy. I can be like uh, too meticulous with details because I feel people need to play it fair. And when I feel it's not fair, I get upset, I get angry. And a lot of time, it's not healthy. So if you are like me, please work on that. It helped me. When my students work on not being too meticulous, too detail-oriented with their wife, with their kids, with their friend, it's affecting me. As I'm affecting you with my lecture, you are affecting me with your behavior. You need to know it's, it's together. So, you want to behave nice, you have to behave nice to your family first. That's what the test is. Then, outside of your family, you grow. But don't start outside and grow into your family. The real test is within your family. That's the real test. So it's saying that Avashlag is teaching us that the main thing that the dark side, the dark lord, is afraid of is that eventually we'll be united and we'll be okay with each other, forgive each other and work together not going to help. I tell you a story. Before Shoshana, DPD have a lot of uh, argument. You know, we tried to run a Shabbat and event uh, of Rosh Hashanah. The mistake I did, maybe she will say she did it, but I think I did. We both did it. We welcome a group of people we don't know because they tell us they need four people to stay for food for Shabbat. All of a sudden, it was 28 people. We didn't have room. We didn't have food. We didn't have that. We, we, lost, we lost our cool. And uh, they've been me getting into argument of who's right, who's wrong. And it was sad for me, looking back, that I had to go for that argument. But I knew that the dark side needed peace too. And I'm sharing that story because it might happen to you too. Sometimes before you revealed a lot of light. There's argument with your husband, with your wife, with your kids, with your friend. Don't do that. I can only tell you, don't do that because I fell into it. And I don't want you to fall into it, please. So if you have any relationship issue or something like this, like, please use Debbie and me to help you with that. Because we know what it feels when you take on yourself a lot of projects to share with so many people, so many dinners and so many lunch and breakfast and donation and help everybody to feel good. Sometimes it's a lot, you know, sometimes it's a lot when you want to do it yourself. So uh, the reason I'm sharing this with you, because don't lose one mitzvah. The mitzvah of love the neighbor is thyself. Don't lose that mitzvah. That's the one mitzvah you want to keep. Now I want to share about five minutes about the month of Scorpio. We are beginning the month of Scorpio. We know the month of Scorpio is intense, but it's super positive months. It's not one of the three months that mentioned in the Zohar be negative. The three months that mentioned to be negative are Capricorn, yes, Cancer, yes, and Leo. Scorpio is not one of the negative months. So why are people afraid of Scorpio and say, oh my God, Scorpio? Because Scorpio doesn't have any holiday in it. It's 30 days of free of holiday. The only powerful day within the months of Scorpio, I mean, all of the days are powerful, is the first day, which is on Wednesday, first day of Cheshvan. Within that, there is all power of all the holidays before. It's condensed. 
very strong. The entire month of Scorpio is condensed with energy. People who are born in Scorpio, they condense. Whenever they tell you, it's condensed. If it's negative, it's going to hurt you for the rest of your life. If it's positive, it stays with you for the rest of your life. That's the month of Scorpio. The letter that controls this month is Dalet and Nun, which is spelled Dan. Dan means judgmental. Judgmental. Meaning in that month, in this month we are in, can you be judgmental? Well, you can be judgmental over yourself. If you want to lose weight, don't lie to yourself. Look in the mirror and tell the truth. You say, hey, I got to lose some 5 to 10 pounds. Hey, yeah. I'm going to be better to my wife. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be nicer to my kids. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be nicer to my husband. Why not? So be judgmental over yourself in this month. Find out what's wrong. But don't be negative about it. Why would you be negative about it? Just go ahead. Find out what's wrong. And work on that. That's the letter Dalit and Nun. And then if you do that, then the, 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 the letters of the month, Yud Kevavke, the combination, it starts with the Udvash. Udvash being honey. That this month has within it honey. But you know, around the honey there is bees. They can sting you. They can bite you. So, how do you get the honey? How do you get the honey? You got to put cover around your body. What is that cover made from in spirituality? That cover called chasadim. It's made from sharing. If there is one thing you want to focus in the month of Cheshman, the month of Scorpio, is generosity. Generosity. Chase people to give them. Yesterday, Debbie and me went to pray for our community and for all the students we have in uh, uh, Rabbi Akiva. And we see super old man and his wife try to walk, but they look, you know, when they walk, they look backward. See, they must be in pain walking. I don't even know where they're going. So I stopped and said, do you need the right to say yes, we do. So we, we let them in. And I said, where are you guys from? I said, well, we're from Jerusalem, but we just came from Tzfat. It's far away. I said, how did you come here? I said, we don't have a car. We use the bus. I said, wow. I said, I don't know where I am, but let me take you to the bus. Where are you going? And there were very good conversation in the car. And it was good mitzvah for me and for my wife, of course, for both of us, to be able to give a ride to another human being. Because when you do that, that's a generosity. Giving money, generosity. Giving clothes, generosity. Giving gift to people, not because it's their birthday, generosity. Writing letter of appreciation, generosity. What this month is about, just generosity. Just go ahead and just send postcard every day to someone. That's generosity too. Go hug your parents and tell them how much you love them. That's generosity. Go hug your kids and tell them how much you're into them. Your wife, your husband, your neighbors, everybody around you. That's the dvash. That's the honey. That's the cover. How you cover the clothes that you're about to take the honey. You know, the beehive. You got to do that. Remember, bees are very smart. You know, the way they behave, I don't know if you know it, the way they move the body, they will tell you how far is the flower. They work together. Unity. This month is about unity. This month is about the honey. But you got to make sure that you have an act of generosity. Chasadim. Chasadim. Act of generosity. That's the letter Dan. That's the letter Yud Kevavke of the month of Cheshvan. Everything within this month is in potential. Tell us, Blei Sastra, within this month, the temple will be built. The temple will be built. What does that mean? 
Meaning the temple is supposed to come from heaven, ready to go. Some other opinion, it's, it's under the ground, and the, the ground will turn around 180 degrees, and it's ready to go. So what does that mean for us? The temple is ready and is waiting for us to do something in the month of Cheshvan, Scorpio. Meaning that in this month, it depends on our action. It's good and it's bad. Meaning in this month is what I explained before is from below to above. Like in the time of Noah, the evolution, we're supposed to do something. It's not going to happen by itself. This month for business people, the best month. But you got to do something about it. You cannot fall into doubts. This month is about develop something within your relationship, develop something within your spirituality, change something. And then it will go step by step by step up and up. The month of Scorpio, people, month of, born month of Scorpio, love honesty and love control. If you lie to them, they will hunt you. If you try to hurt them, they will hunt you. If you give them, they will hunt you to do good to you. If you speak good about them, they will hunt you to, do, to speak good about you. So they, they play it very even. They, they fair. They play it fair. That's, that's what their life is about. When they feel the game is not fair, they can become nasty. They can become upset if you lie. What about the control issue? The control issue they have is coming from a place that they don't feel they have any control. So for that reason, they try to push themselves forward to control before somebody will find out they're afraid of losing control. So for that reason, the Scorpion people love to control. Whoever is married to Scorpio, you know, I cannot tell you how is that, I'm Scorpio myself. Uh, whoever is married to the sign of Scorpio, of course, if you're not ready for intensity, don't get married. It's intense. They're very intense. They're very much they, they, like target-oriented people, the real Scorpio, you know? So they're going after the situation. They want to make sure it happens. And they very good, uh, very accountable. If you give them a project, it will be done for sure. It's not even maybe. It will be done. That's the beauty about them. But again, how it's going to be done, if they are not on top of it, they, they cannot make it happen. So they're either a leader or a great follower, if they trust the leader. Because loyalty is very important for them. Now, this month of Scorpio, as we start to see a lot of change in astrology, uh, positive, very positive time. It's going to be super positive 30 days, depends on us, if we do an action of generosity. So the amount of light that's coming to this specific month, astrologically, is very powerful. But how much of me will be involved in that generosity? Do I have a vessel to receive that? That's really what it's all about. I want to thank you for listening. And may this week will be great. And may this month will be great. And I'll see you in New York soon. Uh, we're finishing a lot of job we're doing here for people in Israel. And soon we're going to be in New York. I hope for the people in LA and the people I have in different uh, city. Uh, all my students, I'd like to invite you in one of the day of Hanukkah in Manhattan. Uh, and uh, hopefully it will be beautiful to do it together. All the best.